So Pac-12 Media Day is on Friday and fall camp opens on August 4th, which means practice starts the following day at 7 a.m. Just found that out today. So that means we're going to take a peek at some of the new players in this episode. And recruiting never ends. It's a 24-7, 365-day-a-year thing when it comes to college football. So we're going to talk about recruiting locally as well as nationally. And we've got a special guest that we're going to, that knows all about it. And then finally, in our third segment, we're going to talk about some team expectations. So that's what's coming up next on Locked On USC. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Hulkin, and thanks for making Locked On USC your first and your first listen, and hopefully your first watch every day. <clears throat> We're free. You can find us on YouTube and wherever you download your podcasts. Uh, we appreciate you being here, and we're growing every day. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and give us some feedback. Tell us what you like, what you don't, because without you, I'm not here. All right, so at the top of the show, um, we, you know, I mentioned that fall camp starts August. Well, they check in on August 4th. First practice is August 5th, and they're going to be doing it in the morning this year compared to years past when practices were in the afternoon. But before that, we've got Pac-12 Media Day on Friday. And I thought this would be a great episode to bring on a special guest, Scott Schrader from WeRSC.com. Scott is probably the top recruiting guru in the industry. <clears throat> and uh, we thought it would be a good time to bring him on as the first guest. Talk about what he's been going through, but what, what he's seen with recruiting, you know, nationally, locally. Um, and you know, he, he's going to give us some feedback, what, what he's gone through i hate to use the word gone through but with nil it's kind of been a different recruiting season scott would you agree um how much of that is playing a role you know with the with these recruits and their decision making by the way welcome to the show you're the first guest here on locked on usc thank you Appreciate great it. to be here <laughs> yeah city of southern california hotel to make this appropriate there you go NIL is is, is is exceptionally relevant when it comes to recruiting. You know, you are, I'm not going to say this is, is something that's happening with everybody or each of guys, but we're just going to narrow this down to the guys that, you know, football coaches want to bring in. Those guys right now sometimes are picking their fourth favorite school because of the, the NIL that are, are booster-driven. Um, you know, places like Miami and Texas A&M, uh, Florida has gotten in the game, I believe, and, and Ohio State has has theirs. That I think there's other programs where it's not really as talk, talked about as some of these high-profile offers that were real. But you know, the, the bottom line is NIL offers are exchange recruiting dramatically, and you know, I think that that even even 
it's it's a factor when it comes to transfers as well in the future. I think USC brought in quite a few transfers, kind of heavy in in the NIL offers. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, if USC this this past offseason. Even with players who are committed, um, you know, they're constantly being recruited by other programs. How tempting is that? And we know that there's not any pay for play out there. At least they're not calling it that. But how tempting is it? Of course. <laughs> you know, for these players who, you know, you've got players who are committed to USC. And, you know, they're taking some visits this weekend. Um, yeah. And, you know, why are they why are they taking these visits, in your opinion? I I, I think so. I think that guys are taking visits to, to find out what they're um, you know, you have Malachi Nelson who is is on his way to college. You know, he's gonna he's gonna be there, and I promise you that he's been communicating with Texas A and M. Part of going on a visit like that, Zach Branch did the same thing, and believe me, it's offered Zach Branch offers, and and Malachi the same thing, and then you have Makai Lemon that has, and so I think guys are going going and taking. These visits, you know, sometimes guys are taking visits because, but in this particular case, there's no question that Makai Lemons are, are definitely all in with USC. That is where they want to be. There's a reason they come out like I committed to, to Lincoln Riley uh, a year ago in June um, to play for. So, you know, it's now you have these offers and guys, you know, guys really and. I know I would want my kid to do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this, you know, off, off camera. Some of the uh, swag bags are, are, are life changing. So it, it's yeah. hard to turn away. You know, another thing is, you're, you know, you're all over the country. Um, which state has some, in your opinion, has some overlooked talent? And where do you think USC can spend some more time recruiting? You know, obviously, Texas and Florida, you know, Georgia, those states always produce talent. Look, yeah, you have, you have certain states to where I I think that, that uh, you're going to spend resources recruiting, and, and, and obviously, Texas is one of those states. Uh, I think that I, USC has done a pretty good job in the last couple of years of, of going up to kind of identify some guys there. But um, as far as states where I think they're there's, there's some overlooked talent. You know, I, I'm really not that. I think USC is really kind of covering recruiting pretty impressively right now with, with the various. But I, I think if there's a state where I'm seeing the talent getting better every year, Washington is that state. Okay. Is that maybe because of the you know those academies like you know like an FSP that can compete with a Florida's sure. IMG thing? I think okay. that matters. I think anytime you can get a, a program where you're going to go win and want to take in these youth athletes, these these you know I don't know how it takes the guys in at FSP, which FSP is for sports up in Seattle, Washington. But they come in, I think you know at least fourth and fifth graders. And so he's got a program. He's got a, this program for high school kids, college kids, and then when those guys go on to the end, so all these guys at times 
like us at, at Chris Flores at Stars, which is right. the same I think. You know, they're they're all, all these guys get to come together and train at the same time on on certain occasions. So, so anytime you have that type of organization where these guys are also uh, even FSB has aligned the country to various camps to compete all the time, and there's a bunch of organization and and and, they, and they, if you don't get a certain GPA, I think FSP for one time was 3.0. You, you don't play. You don't. So there's a lot of discipline learned, and there's a lot, a lot of value in, in um, the, the from these programs. So I, I, I do think that, that that's been extremely beneficial. Okay. Now, this might be a yes or no answer um, or question. You can you can elaborate on it if you choose. Um, we, we both know that talent kind of tends to go in cycles. Um, and in California, at least in my opinion, it seems like there's been a drought with USC leveled, USC elite level types of linemen. Um, and the, the pool of players seems to be getting smaller. Do you agree or disagree? It well, certainly has the last few years, no doubt about it. And I, I think if you it's just want to take this year, this year is extreme. It's a big, big, big drum. You know, there's there's Tobias Rain that USC has a commitment from, but you know, he's somebody that, that, that late in the springtime had him come to camp to watch him in per- person. Um, so talking about California right now, there's there's really not that many, which I would put in the elite category down to Southern California. Because I think Northern California, there's a couple of really, really good ones that USC's pursuing from day one in, in Amos Talalele and mm-hmm. Alani Noah. They are Really, guys. So, uh, um, but overall, I mean, in the past, past USC would bring in all of it. You know, the, a few, few classes ago, USC brought in what many thought was the top line fee. And after Mason, you know, there were some guys and whatnot. Last year, he had Ernest Green. For me, the top guy in, in California, and he ended up going to Georgia. Um, but the, the, the level of talent. And, and top prospects on on especially in, in the upcoming years. Twenty class of twenty twenty four USC could fill all of their needs on the off. I believe, and, and that's why I said you know it goes in cycles. It just seems for the last a, two or three years it's been there's, there's it's been a, it's been a long cycle, a lot a long down cycle. Though. Yeah, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one who yeah. who, who felt that way. Yeah. All right, um, stick around here because. Uh, you can bet there's a lot more we're going to talk about here with recruiting. But before we get to that, uh, you, you can also go to betonline.net because they're the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. You can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. You can find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball. Go Dodgers. You're an Angel fan, right? How, how's Boyers. this season going? <laughs> NFL. Really? NBA, go look. <laughs> NHL, Go Kings, Go Combat Sports, Esports, even golf. By the way, Scott was a scratch. You're still a scratch golfer, right? There you go. Thumbs up. Until uh, I bet- shoot over par. <laughs> bet Online continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports wagering information from live in-game betting scores and podcasts. They have you covered. Head so head on over to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet online where the game starts. Okay, so back to uh, recruiting. 
um, we're going to kind of segue into um, the 2022 class. But before we get there, uh, on high school, have you seen a a new paradigm shift where we you know we see it happening at the college level, the transfer portal? Are yeah. you seeing more and more high school players transfer? And I'm not just talking locally. I'm talking from out of state. And this, this uh, not just California. Is this a national thing, or is this just happening more on the West Coast? You know what? I think I think that I think we, we kind of focus on California, and and you know we we see the transfers that are that are programs too, because that's temp- typically where you get the guys that are most well known that are transfers and 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 modern day is getting theirs, and modern day is kind of transferred from jury. Uh, Oregon commit five star wide receiver from from Northern California, uh, but I, there's talk to people in Texas. There's been like shuffling going on like all, all over the place in that state. Uh, but I think we tend to to see who's been transferring in in Southern California specifically, and sometimes you're like, really? I think that, like Saint John Bosco this off season was you know. It was just, like every every other week, you're just kind of like, like was it transfer portal? Like, like it was a college transfer portal level guys that were transferring, you know, the power five guys. So, so I, I think there is more transferring going on. I do, and I think the same reason why recruiting has changed. Why kids are more apt to be willing to go out of state and and, and leave. How much traveling going on? And, and kids yeah. are seeing what it's like in other places. They're getting to know people. They've got you know on on their phones and stuff like that it's i think it's changed the dynamics quite a bit on and hey i think you were kind of referring him as one of the latest ones t.a cunningham it transferred from george to los alamitos and that we did not see that happen the the top like the five-star kid from georgia did not transfer to california usually when that when a five-star trap you know transfers from from georgia to California, they're going to a modern day or a St. John Bosco to a private school. They're not going to a public school. And that's what really caught my attention. It's like, oh, wow. Public schools are separating the The thing about us, and there are a few public schools, as you know, uh, uh, Corona Centennial being one of them, uh, even though it's it's typically Bosco and modern day and and, and so on that are... It's a really good, 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 good program they have at Los Alamitos. We should be clear on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, there's no shenanigans going on. I mean, Los Al has had a very, you know, th- they've had their peaks and valleys, but traditionally they've had a very good program. Uh, so this is, yeah. it, it's not, like I said, this isn't something that, right, out of the blue for them, so to speak. Um, of the guys who came in on the 2022 class for USC, who can you, and this is probably an easy question to answer because there wasn't that many. Um, who do you see having or making an impact by the end of the season? To 2022? Yeah. So the guys um, are going to be there starting next week. Yeah. You know, there there, there are some really, really, really good ones that, that, that came. You want to, right off, right off the top of your head, you want to say Damani Jackson, right? You know, it's, who was the state 100 meter champion, and you have a guy who's a pretty darn good lock. He had a setback though with an 
injury last year that he suffered in Texas when they played Duncanville in June to participate in full speed. So we didn't, we really, when we were watching him in the springtime, we were going, God, you know, he really doesn't look like he's moving that well, but he wasn't moving that well on purpose, really moved that way. So, um, you know, that, that, that would be, be, you know, for me, I mean, I would like to hear your opinion on because there's well, there's actually okay. several guys we could talk about. So, and and I and I said the 2022 recruiting class. I guess we can include transfer portal guys if you want to make it easier. But you know, no, I'm going to pick another guy from Modern Day. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to pick another guy from Modern Day, Rayleigh Brown. I mean, he's a guy. Really? Who, USC. You know, it's not like they've had a void of skill players. But they haven't had that that player where you and I'm not a video game guy, but I understand where you hit the X button and it's like this, the guy just goes and scores. Is that I don't know? You're probably closer to the video game. Oh, but he is. He's within, when, when you're describing a guy who who Lincoln Riley will be able to use and use him in a variety and, and be able to, he'll, he'll be able. To, yeah, I mean, he's literally a guy throw a two yard pass or do that wheel route and put it, put, put him in the slow lineup all over the place. And he's a kid that can score a touchdown from all, all over the place. So you start coupling Brown with, with other playmakers like Zach Branch. When, when he comes in from a Kai Lemon, my good mm-hmm. video game type stuff. And we know that, you know, Zion is probably going to be out for the year. You know, he would have probably been another guy uh, that we would be mentioning. Absolutely. It's like that. Yes, if he was healthy to play this year, there's absolutely no question he would have played. Yeah, and I'm only going to go to the transfer portal group for one player, and it's only because um, he's still young. And actually, there's a couple players I could choose from, but I'm going to go to Jacoby Covington, only because yeah. I was I was with you when he we first started covering him for recruiting down there in Arizona. Uh, yeah, and I remember thinking this guy looks like a dude, and it's just amazing that you know he was getting a lot of playing time up at Washington. Yeah, and for some reason or another, he wanted to transfer down to USC. Is he someone yeah. who you can see, you know, maybe getting part of into the rotation as the as the year goes? Most of the guys, and I would include him in that list that they that they brought in from the transfer they absolutely expect to make a big impact um there are there are some other guys that i think they might, might take a year or two that they, they might be a little younger and, and so on but you know and if we wanted to expand the 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 list of guys to the to the transfer we we could take the word of our, our good friend spencer harris and 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 pretty Spencer Harris, who I trust his evaluations on 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 these potentially a first round NFL draft pick. Right, you had a you did a really nice extensive interview with him on wersc.com, uh, basically talking about NIL and how USC is approaching yep. it. So um, when you're not whenever when everybody's done watching and listening to this show, head on over to wersc.com, uh, check out all of our content over there because I'm telling you, there is. Our show is 30 minutes or less. 
I can't cover everything in 30 minutes or less. So when you're done here, head on over to wrc.com. Scott Schrader covers everything with recruiting. We've got Eric McKinney over there covering the team as well as myself. Greg Katz hosts Inside the Trojan Huddle, our weekly podcast. Um, you've got Chris Arledge, who is also a part of the podcast. Am I leaving anybody out? I don't think so. So head on over to wrc.com when you're not watching or listening to Locked On Yes, she will become an insider instantly. Yes, you will. Yes, you will. So, um, yeah, no, Eric Gentry, obviously, you know, he was a freshman All-American at ASU. I, I was trying to stick with the younger guys. And, again, that's why when you look at their 2022 recruiting class, there's just not a lot of names to look at. Um, there were eight, you said? I forgot. I thought it was seven. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Um, let's call it eight with Atticus Bertrams, the Australian punter. Okay. Which is- which we're going to maybe find out tomorrow at media day where he's at. Cause he didn't show up on yeah. the roster that was just okay. released, but they're, they're also including uh, Cooper Lovelace, the most flexible offensive lineman ever. Uh, where I think his nickname is going to be Gumby. Yes. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you think about Devin Tompkins, the edge player, him or Garrett uh, Garrison Madden between those two. Well, which I, one I mean, closer. I would think you got a couple of years for for, for those guys. Uh, okay. Um, Tompkins is going to, you know, physically, I think he's going to get bigger and stronger. It won't take that long. But, you know, he's also a young talking age. We're talking, he didn't really start focusing on football until a few years ago. Game. That's right. That's and right. learning his position. So I think you have a little ways for him. And, and I and I think with, with he was legit track fast. So that could be intriguing. That. You know, for a couple more years, and, and having a linebacker that can cover and have that kind of speed and chase guys, get them on the field a little earlier than maybe we're anticipating. Uh, before we segue out of recruiting in into uh, the team expectations for this year, um, you, you brought up track speed. So you meant you just you brought up that name. Why? It's been a, a point of a, a discussion point on the message board at wrc.com. Roderick Pleasant, track speed, uber fast. Maybe yeah. one of the fastest guys in the country, let alone in the state of California. Um, what's it going to take for USC to want to be, I don't want to say more interested, but for him to move up on their on their board, I guess. Is that possible? I don't know. This is, is a Dante, this is a, this is, this is probably a Dante question after signing day but um a, a little bit better maybe i think the size wise i think they definitely there's no um roderick's i i think he's an outstanding football player i mean you can, we can talk about his track and whatever you want but if, he, if track was eliminated from the equation you know he i think he's a player as well he comes from a great great program where kids learn how to play Absolutely. Uh, there are Sarah High School in the NFL than there were at Modern Day and Bosco combined. So it's a good, good program. But, you know, I think that I, I think there might be the sense that USC wants to have somebody who's going to maybe be all in with football. Okay. Okay. So, you know, sometimes, you know, people say, well, it, it might be the size. But I think you just touched on a really salient point right there. 
he has elite level track speed. Olympic, Olympic, that, Olympic type stuff. Olympic speed, exactly, exactly. And you know, over overseas in Europe, if you're a superstar track athlete, you make big money. So. Um, yeah, I could see why he might want to consider, you know, making track full. USC's track program pretty him separately. That doesn't happen very often. That's true. That's that's very true. It hopefully USC is going to get back into. Uh, I don't want to say hiding, you know, <laughs> hiding recruits on other pro, you know, other sports programs, but you know, back in the day before the scholarship limitations, you know, USC's bench was deep. And they were yeah. just they were storing players because they didn't want to play against them at other programs. So it's just like, hey, come over here. You know, whether they can do that with the baseball and the track program. No, two years now. now. You know, yeah. if you come in on a baseball scholarship, you gotta sit up two years before you can play football. That's usually the deal breaker. All right. We'll spend before we uh before we get out of here, we want to spend the last few minutes of the show talking about um we've got Pac 12 Media Day coming up. So that's officially for me. Kicks off this season. Um, what's your, what is your expectation? And I really hate to use that word expectation. What do you anticipate this team finishing this year? You know, obviously there's going to be some injury, some attrition. Best case scenario, where do you see this team? You know, you see, you have to look at at all the changes that they made on the but see a complete different football team so whatever happened last year be irrelevant because there are some going to be some, some guys that you know maybe the the, the position in in the next couple of years, years than the guys they currently have now but all, usc is is i don't know what kind of depth they have they would have in the offensive line you talk about injuries but if, if we want to talk about having sustain a few Caleb Williams stays healthy the entire football season. You know, you're 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 talking about offense at USC, in my opinion. What USC, as we know, we've talked about this, it's not like this is some enlightening moment here for people. <laughs> the defense, what is that defensive line going to be like? Because you know they, they really I think they upgraded the line side, you know, rush ends yeah. And, and outside line rushing yep, yep. impressively wise, you know, what's what's going to happen? Is Brandon Peely going to be able to come back and be healthy and be able to contribute? Are going to be able to, to do his thing, you know? But you have so many other guys, and I don't even know what the solo solo is going to be outside linebacker, but you know, could you like, like move him in and have him be inside in, in some down and distance situations? Um, you know, the. the get used but I, I just think that's the biggest question mark is our team's going to be able to still usc up the gut and right. and my guess is nothing like hard to watch it, it was like, like you and i could have ran over usc with some of those offensive lines that yeah last year i you know we we we'll, just to really you know put last year in last year I think you would agree. Once Helton was let go and, you know, the, the staff knew that, that they were pretty much, you know, a lame duck staff. They weren't coming back. The players read the room. They weren't given the effort as 
as the games went oh, yeah. on, as the season went on. So um, that let, yeah, that plus all the injuries, it was it was just too much. I think uh, for them to, oh, it was just too much for them to overcome as a team. So, but now, you know, Sean Nua, Roy Manning, Alex Grinch, Brian Odom, uh, Dante Williams. Who else am I missing out on the defensive coaching staff? Um, they've got that whole group back pretty much healthy now. And as long as they can sustain <laughs> themselves, in other words, they can't lose a Brandon Peely, a Stanley Taufufo, um, who else is behind it? I mean, there's, there's not a lot of depth. So what they have, they, they, they have to be able to keep a rotation going and if they can cut that rush yardage down to what, 140 yards against, less than 140 yards per game. Yeah. If if USC can score 40 points a game, there's no reason, in my opinion, if USC can get the opponent's rush game under control, that they can't win nine games minimum. I was, I you know, I I I was asked by, by a good friend, Jeff Schwartz, on what. I- I thought the record would be. And I, and I back in probably late May. I think you know. I I, I think I, I thought if I was a USC fan and USC finished finished nine and three in the regular season. I would be absolutely do happy. Yeah. See, I'm at. I think I'm at the point now where I, I look at the schedule. I look at the new, improved, unique roster that Lincoln has put together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're thinking, you, got, you you said to yourself, the, the pundits say that USC's got one of the top offensive lines in the country returning. It's experienced. I mean, you go across the board, um, everybody has at least a season's worth of starting experience. And the interior has multiple years of starting experience. Uh, you mentioned Caleb Williams. You keep him healthy back there the whole year. You now have a viable run game and a coach who wants to use the run game. Yeah. I, I, my bar is a little bit higher than nine um, again. And I look at it at the, I look at it because of the schedule. It sets up well. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to, I'm not saying nine and three is the best that they, they could do. I mean, he, before a season starts, you, you know, you can, and you can think about, about every situation playing out perfectly with, you know, and, and, you know, the bottom line is USC, you know, doesn't necessarily that you're going to want to to have to be a better than nine. But I'm just I'm saying if the injuries do happen, there's some really areas to where. So I'm just thinking in retrospect, six, that six and six season that Pete Carroll <laughs> pulled off, that was an outstanding football season. The writing was on the wall by the end of the game where, you know, that was a cluster, whatever. Right. But, you know, the bottom line is that was a... The, you saw the and, growth. And so, so I understand that expectations should be higher for this book. But at the same time, you know... Lincoln Riley did not take over... Championship same- teams lose games they shouldn't lose sometimes. Lincoln you know? Riley is Lincoln Riley is not stepping into the same type of situation he had at Oklahoma that Bob Stoops left him. He's stepping into 
a program that should be <laughs> what he stepped into at Oklahoma. Yeah. He is doing the he's doing the best he can. Anytime you turn around a program with five or six more wins than they had the year before, that's a win, period. But at USC, things are gauged and graded a little bit differently. All right. So before we get out of here, um, again, we do everything, we try and do everything, all of your USC information, 30 minutes or less. We've gone over time here a little bit. So uh, just a reminder, starting Monday, August 1st, we're going five days a week here on Locked On USC. And when you're not listening and watching here, you're go- heading over to wrsc.com, but also catch up on Locked On Pac-12 with Spencer McLaughlin. He's your host. And you can also, USC is moving to the Big Ten. Check out Locked On Big Ten with your host, Nate Dickinson. All right. So until we're back again, I want to thank Scott Schrader for joining us on this show. He's made it a, a lot of fun. Hopefully uh, our viewers got a lot of their questions answered and brought a little unique perspective to recruiting instead of the same, hey, are you going to, are we getting this guy, Scott, that you get over there on the message board? So until no. then, <laughs> fight on.